Today on the News and Why It Matters, an update on the impeachment trial. Adam Schiff, it turns out, may have mischaracterized evidence. Huh. Who would have guessed that would have happened? Uh, also, Tulsi sues Hillary and Joe Biden snaps on a reporter. We've got a lot coming up. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined in Dallas on this dreary day by Mr. Josh Hammer from The Daily Wire. We've got Josh Hammer back in the house, and he was early today. Hard to believe, right? It really was hard to believe. <laughs> it took the rainy weather to get my butt off my couch. <laughs> uh, we've got Yaku Boyens back in the house, of course, yeah. president and founder of uh, Share Together and also filmmaker, jack of all trades, Yaku, Yaku. Yeah, you say can, that you ten can, times fast. You could go Jaco. You can make me first. Jaco. How, okay, so how Jaco do you say? Jaco of all trades. Mademoiselle, me. Francais. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we've got Giancarlo Sopo. Yes. See, it's much more fun when I say it the way that I say it. Giancarlo Sopo right. of TheBlaze.com. The Blaze's very own Giancarlo Sopo. Got a lot to get into today. First, we would like to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, you may be wondering why I am talking the way that I am, and I'm so hyped up today. It's because I had my Black Rifle Coffee this morning, <laughs> and I had the Calf Blend, which is double the caffeine, as you can see. Uh, Black Rifle is veteran-owned and operated. Premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who are patriots like you and us. Uh, they import the highest quality beans from around the world and they roast the coffees after you place your order. So you are literally getting the freshest coffee available. Trust me. Uh, they've got a bunch of different varieties. Um, they've got whole bean, they've got ground, and they've also got the little single serve coffee rounds for those of you who have the little machines and you like, uh, you enjoy your environmental waste and throwing away the pods. That's fine. Uh, you can also join Black Rifle Coffee Club. You can get it shipped directly to your home or office for free. And you get a discount, too. So you get to choose the amounts and the blends that you like. For me, I like the calf, like I just said. Uh, and you get it at a special discounted price. So they ship it directly to your door. You never run out of coffee. They've got it there for you. Uh, wake up to America's Coffee. You can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. That is blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. If you enter promo code Y, you'll get 20% off your first order. That includes Black Rifle Coffee Club. I suggest you take advantage of that because you're getting a discount on top of a discount. Uh, blackriflecoffee.com slash Y. Promo code Y to get that 20% off. I know all of you watching online are like, all right, get to the news already. Okay, well, we have to pay to keep the lights on. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, the, the impeachment trial once again took place today. I, I just, I know I tweeted this earlier, but honestly, watching the impeachment trial makes me feel dead inside. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it's so insufferable to watch these people uh, on their pedestals, on their high horses, talking about the, you know, the GOP is cheating. Uh, this is a sham. Uh, you know, Josh, what is your take on what's gone on so far? My take is that I feel like I'm back in middle school in the midst of like an old school cafeteria food fight. Right. I mean, <laughs> the chief justice, of the United States Supreme Court, a fairly staid, laid back man, mm -hmm. literally past midnight on the East Coast last night had to chime in to reprimand both sides for acting like smarmy school children. Um, so, I mean, look, it's the Adam Schiff show. He actually showed up yesterday. I mean, give credit where credit's due. He actually was a little more coherent than he was in the House. The fundamental problem for the Democrats, of course, is that on the substance, on the merits of what we're talking about here, they don't have a case. So Schiff can bloviate. He's, he's very good at telling a narrative. He's very good, frankly, at lying. He lied to the American people for two years straight about purported, purported Trump-Russia collusion evidence 
we haven't found it. So he's very good at putting on a show. He's telling a compelling narrative that the left and the MSM want to hear, but they ultimately have no case. I am frankly utterly bored by this. It is uh, remarkably boring. I can't believe how many hours I've already watched it. I guess I do this for a living. Sometimes I ask myself why, but here we are. Right? I mean, I love my job every other time, yes. and then I do stuff like this and watch the Democratic debates, and I'm like, why do I do this, and why don't I get paid, like, hazard pay or time and a half or something yeah. in order yeah. to watch this garbage. Uh, Yaku, so Adam Schiff, I, I want to play this this clip of Adam Schiff because yeah. as, as Josh pointed out, he is very good at painting this narrative. Now, whether it's true, <laughs> well, it's not. Maybe Let me we're just gonna watch spoiler. It again. Yeah, I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put you through this again. again. Uh, but uh, let's see Adam Schiff talking about, I mean, basically admitting what the Democrats want to do, which is prevent uh, Trump from being elected in 2020. Watch. The House did not take this extraordinarily, extraordinary step lightly. As we will discuss, impeachment exists for cases in which the conduct of the president rises beyond mere policies, disputes to be decided otherwise and without urgency at the ballot box. Instead, we are here today to consider a much more grave matter and that is an attempt to use the powers of the presidency to cheat in an election. For precisely this reason, the president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box. For we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. In corruptly using his office to gain a political advantage, in abusing the powers of that office in such a way to jeopardize our national <laughs> security, and the integrity of our elections, in obstructing the investigation into his own wrongdoing, the president has shown that he believes that he's above the law. So which law was it that they proposed that he broke? Look, I got so much to say about this. I'm actually quite excited about this. I'll, I'll carry oh, this good, one. Oh, good, there's I'll, one of us. I'll carry this one for the team. Okay, good. Listen, America, friends, this is their campaign. This is their presidential campaign for 2020. Mm -hmm. This is how they're going to campaign because they have no candidate. They also know two of the candidates are strapped to a chair writing little I love you notes to Schiff. <laughs> and one other guy who can't be lucid enough is out there campaigning in, in Joe Biden who should be subpoenaed to come. Look, this is a joke. Marsha Blackburn said it last night. This is their campaign. It's a circus show. The reason Schiff behaved well yesterday is because he knows he's now actually in a real chamber and he's outranked mm -hmm. and he's a good schoolboy in the principal's <laughs> office. This is why you're seeing him actually read and prepare and have his notes. Look, this is their campaign. This is their last hurrah. They went all in in this roulette game. They bet the house. The American people said, we're a little bit smarter than you. They're, they're highly bored. The ratings are down. Nobody's watching the damn debates. The law that was broken was no law broken, right? Mm -hmm. No obstruction of justice. Four days ago, they again said he, he, he halted the funding. The funding, never, no, the funding arrived. The aid arrived. The aid wasn't withheld. He's just doing his job. What is the number one job of the president of the United States? We hadn't asked this question in a long time, by the way. Not even with President Bush. Keep this country safe. The guy just said, look, I'm going to check and balance everything. Mm -hmm. Right? And then we're going to send you your aid. But you're going to know we're watching. These guys are treading water, and what you're going to start singing, this is, I love this. I love this, right? Because this circus show is the sinking ship. It's the Titanic. They've hit the iceberg, and now it's just like, 
when will the captain jump? Right? <laughs> when, when will Nancy jump? When shift going to jump, right? And there's no life raft that's going to save them. The yeah. American people's too smart. Come that's on. That's a great point. That's a great. I love that analogy, by the way. Uh, Giancarlo, so the mischaracterization of evidence on top of, you know, all of this dog and pony show saying President Trump is cheating, making all of these assertions that Adam Schiff cannot prove. Uh, there was also a new report that came out that uh, says that he mischaracterized evidence that was used in the House Democrats impeachment investigation. Apparently, he sent a, uh, a letter to House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler last week that summarizes a, quote, trove of evidence from Lev Parnas, who, of course, is He's in a little bit of trouble. Uh, he's an associate of Rudy Giuliani. And in one section of the letter, Schiff claims that Parnas continued to try to arrange a meeting with President Zelensky, citing a specific test message text message exchange and uh, an unredacted version of the exchange shows that uh, apparently it's not exactly what Schiff said um, and uh, Schiff really, really mischaracterized the entire situation um, and of course that was used in the investigation. Let me ask you a question that I think I know the answer to. Does this surprise you at all? Yeah, so I want to make three points. The first is that if you watch this on mute, it looks like you're watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Because it looks like Judge Doom with those crazy eyes coming really out. Does. Yeah, this is just terrible. So, all right, so uh, point number two. Obviously, Adam Schiff has been mischaracterizing his, uh, all of the evidence in this case since the beginning. We saw since that he, Russia. Yeah, since right? Russia. Oh, yeah. Since Russia. As Josh pointed out. Yeah. 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 So we saw that he made up a conversation, just point blank, um, uh, in, d- during the House proceedings. Mm-hmm. So... Yesterday, we, we, we got the information that you just mentioned, which is that he mischaracterized uh, what was like a, a text message between mm-hmm. Parnas and, 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 and Rudy Giuliani. So it seems to me what, what, what he was just saying right here is that Democrats are almost already conceding the 2020 election. They're setting it up as, well, this election was rigged. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're laying the groundwork for that. And that's what's coming across very clearly during the first day of the impeachment testimony. Which is so interesting because, do you remember, I'm old enough to remember in, what, 2016, when we were told by the Democrats, but what if Donald Trump doesn't accept the results of the election? Yeah, right. He's not going to accept the results. Exactly. And here we have the Democrats three years later. What does the accuser do? The accuser always, historically, we can go back to Genesis 1. The accuser accuses you of what he's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is projection. <laughs> yeah. Someone, yeah. It's projection. Yeah. This is the, but he said something in there. Let's not let it slip. He said something in there. Right. Uh, that said. The American people cannot decide at the ballot box. That sentence should not come out of any politician's mm-hmm. mouth ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care what follows the sentence on this issue, on the impeachment. No, the American people always decide. Yeah. He doesn't trust for, them. He I don't care knows if he better trusts than us, right? You work for me, buddy. Yeah. We pay your paycheck. But it's indicative of the left's dripping condescension for the median American voter, right? Absolutely. I, I, we, see this, we see this across the spectrum. For decades, both in the, in the judicial branch, across the legal profession, just all, all of the various private institutions, from Hollywood to the Fortune 500, that the left institutionally controls, they have this dripping disdain for heartland, flyover country people, mm-hmm. just Absolutely. normal Americans who go to church, pay their taxes, don't want to be assaulted by an illegal alien on the street. But please buy our movie tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go to the theater. Yes. <laughs> you also notice how like, the left never loses an election. 
They've never lost an election, apparently. It's always that the Republicans cheated. Stacey Abrams. Oh, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. Is, yeah, she's still going point. around introducing herself as like as like the real governor of of Georgia. It's true, she really is. Yeah. So uh, th- these people are deranged. I mean, uh, Andrew Gillum's doing the same thing in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, the left apparently has never lost an election in history. It's it's fascinating. That's wow. a good point. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Schiff also kind of panicking a little bit with this whole uh, whether or not Hunter Biden is going to be called to testify. He issued a strongly worded statement to CBS News last night. Uh, he So there was allegedly this witness trade deal where Republicans were going to trade John Bolton uh, to testify. Quid pro quo, one might say. Yes, oh, one might okay. say that uh, for Hunter Biden. And uh, Adam Schiff said that it was an abuse. I can't believe this. It was an abuse of the process. Even though I, I heard Senate Democrats were like, okay, yeah, we could go for that. And Adam Schiff was like, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. That is an abuse of the process. He said Hunter Biden, for example, can't tell us anything about whether the president withheld military aid, whether he withheld that aid to coerce Ukraine to, con- to conduct political investigations or why he wouldn't meet with the president of Ukraine. It's like... Nobody can tell us how his dad abused White House power to get him... Right. Like, right. where is the context... There is context to what they are saying, and Adam Schiff just wants to take all the context, roll it all up, ball it all up, and throw it out the window. Because if you take context in this, oh, they might not have a case. Yeah, no, he's totally just blowing smoke here, obviously. You know, my boss, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, his last common national review back in October, he laid it out really well. There were two theories for this impeachment. There is what Ben calls the get Biden theory. Mm -hmm. And then there was the other theory that he calls the miasma of corruption theory. The only difference between those two theories is the, the president's subjective intent, what he intended to do by withholding the aid. Hunter Biden can say a ton that is directly relevant mm-hmm. to that. Because if we know that Burisma and the corruption was a huge part of why he was withholding the aid, whether he was detaching legitimate corruption-related strings on the doling out of foreign aid, which, by the way, every year polls one of the most politically unpopular elements of the entire federal budget, then we'll have direct evidence to get to whether it was the get Biden theory or the miasma of corruption mm-hmm. theory. So Hunter Biden can speak directly to the very crux of, of this course. issue in a way that perhaps John Bolton or any other prospective witness might not even be able to do. It's definitely exculpatory. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, uh, Yaku, last word here. You know, if Hunter Biden can't provide any sort of detail and Hunter Biden just knows nothing and is going to get up on the stand and just say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Why not just put him up there of course. and let him say that so the Republicans are happy? Yeah, why, why, are why, why are you killing fires and start pointing and start accusing the president, deflecting again when we start talking Hunter Biden? Look, Adam Schiff, just read him. He's easy to read, actually. You know, he's a terrible poker player. Right? <laughs> just read him. He panics because they know where the real smoking gun lies. It's in their camp. Mm-hmm. They know they've been doing this for years to the American people. They've been plundering and abusing their power for years, for decades, right? And so now finally you got a guy, our president standing and saying, I'm going to call you. What do you have? Yeah. Come on, let's play. Yeah. Play poker, let's play. Show me. I don't take a bluff, right? (laughs) We take a bad guy out overnight while you're sleeping. You wake up and he's gone. This is how we do it now. (laughs) All right. Back in a minute with uh, Tulsi is suing Hillary Clinton. Get your popcorn ready. Oh. Yeah, I just want to say, like, any one, of, any one of us at this table, if our dad was doing Before we get back into it, we would like to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So all of you who are watching or listening to the show, uh, yeah, if you're not with Patriot Mobile, you're probably paying 
way too much money for your cell phone plan. And that's not even the worst part. The places that you do use, uh, they're donating, oh, you know, just millions to left-wing causes, abortion, open borders, taking away your guns and your Second Amendment. Now, uh, before you start thinking, okay, but I need a reliable service, right? All of them use the same towers. All the carriers, they use the same towers. So the difference is Patriot Mobile is the only company that donates a portion of your bill to support the causes that you already are trying to support. Religious liberty, life, the Second Amendment. That's what they're using their money to do. Starting at $25, Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service. There's no hidden fees. We got to stick together, especially now in 2020. It is so important that we stick together. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. If you use the offer code news, you'll get a free month of service. If you open up a new line, you can also call their customer service team if you still use phones for what their original intent was. It's 877-367-7524. Vote with your dollars. Support conservative companies. Go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Enter promo code news. Gets you a free month of service. Tulsi Gabbard, presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, announced this morning that she has filed a defamation lawsuit against Hillary Clinton uh, for Clinton's claims that Gabbard is a Russian asset. Of course, Tulsi said that uh, Clinton, quote, deliberately and maliciously made false statements in an attempt to derail Gabbard's campaign. And uh, she said one of my favorite parts was when she uh, what did she said that she just can't she was like a, a failed presidential candidate or something. I forget what it, it's not on here. It's not on here. Uh, Save, oh, out of say, personal, out of personal animus, political enmity, or feel, fear of real change within a political party, Clinton and her allies have long dominated. Um, and she's a cutthroat politician by any account. Now, there are a lot of people, Josh, I know you're an attorney, so I'm gonna come to you first for the, uh, for the lawsuit question. How difficult is this gonna be to prove in court? Very hard is a short answer. So this case was wrongly decided, in my opinion, but there is a 1965 U.S. Supreme Court case, New York Times versus Sullivan, that fabric. It basically what, what, what that case did was it got rid of the past three to four hundred years of common law of defamation and implemented what is known as the actual malice standard for public officials and public figures. So for a public official like Tulsi Gabbard, in order to prove defamation, you need to prove that Hillary Clinton's subjective intent was one of, quote, actual malice. It's a very, very high standard. The court actually just dealt with this last term. It was, Bill, it was the Bill Cosby case, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so very hard to succeed on these grounds. The case most originalists and constitutionalists think was wrongly decided. I, I, Clarence Thomas, in the Cosby case, wrote a very nice opinion, kind of just excoriating the doctrine. I agree with that. But She's going to have a very hard time proving this in court. For the record, I'm not, I'm not trying to get sued by Tulsi Gabbard. I'm not going to call her a Russian asset. <laughs> but I will say she happens to love uh, Vladimir Putin's favorite Syrian strongman, Bashar al-Assad, she a lot. She does. Yeah. She does. That is true. Yeah. So, Yaku, obviously a hard case to prove. Yeah. you got to believe this is just for the optics, right? 100%. One, it's Hillary wanting to be relevant by engaging in conversation in, in, in Tulsi. And then, of course, Tulsi stabbing back, saying, hey, I am actually a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit of an ego crack that you got to understand, right? <laughs> She's not getting the support internally from her own party. Right. It's not, it's not going the way. She's being pushed. Let's be honest. They know the horses that they want to run. So mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a tit for tat. This is two girls who obviously are dealing with a little bit of a, 
inferiority complex <laughs> going after each other. And for Hillary, it's relevancy. She, she's going to engage anywhere she can. And she picked Tulsi and she's going to go after her and probably will start picking others. You know. Well, to Yaku's point, uh, Giancarlo, you know, Hillary was just in the news yesterday for her remarks about Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. which kind of lends credibility to his theory that uh, she just kind of wants to stay in the news and keep herself relevant by saying crazy stuff. It seems to like to anyone in American politics, the best thing you could have is Hillary Clinton as your opponent. Obviously not if you want to continue living, but if, <laughs> if you want to go up in the polls, you, you definitely want to get into a fight with Hillary Clinton. Um, so I, I, I do think uh, this is a smart move by Tulsi politically. I think the last time when they uh, when they traded barbs, I think it was like last October or something. Mm-hmm. And then we, we saw Tulsi uh, catapult in the New Hampshire polls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was trying to like uh, restart that skirmish just to see if, if, if it'll help her out. I also fully agree with Josh. I, I think um, there has actually been, uh, prior to like when Hillary p- pointed this out, Tulsi's own hometown newspaper in, in Hawaii pointed out that her that some of the people around her have like some very uh, odd relationships with Russia. Um, w- one person actually pretty close to her I think it was like her communications advisor uh, was uh, accused of being an unregistered agent for uh, for, for Russia. So uh, it, I, I don't want to defend Hillary Clinton, but I, I don't think it's also made, she's not like making it up out of like thin air either. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. Whew, Joe Biden is uh, in a little bit of hot water after he lashed out at a reporter who was asking him whether or not he accepted Bernie Sanders' apology, uh, for which is so stupid. You guys are in the middle of a presidential race. Like, you don't have to apologize every time you say something mean or bad about the other one. But uh, Joe Biden, uh, he got this weird look in his eye, and then he kind of, like, went for the guy and stopped himself. It's really weird. Watch. Yesterday, you said you accepted Bernie's apology, and now you're attacking him. Why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough, Mr. Vice President? Why, why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Just calm down. It's okay. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. He didn't say anything about whether or not I was telling the truth about Social Security. Thank you, guys. We gotta do Ed O'Keefe's face is just amazing there. Uh, yeah, he's like, whoa, all right, pump the yeah. brakes there, Joe. I mean, did it not? Was it just me? Did it not feel like he almost snapped and kind of reined yeah. himself back in? That was awkward. I mean, like, like, it's, <laughs> like, like in high school, my friends used to, used to do like that stupid, like, little, like awkward turtle thing. I mean, like, yeah. that was like, that was like an awkward, that was like an awkward turtle moment, right? Uh, I mean, but that's also just who Joe Biden is. He's been doing this crap on the stump for 30, 40 years now. I mean, he's he he's had these gaps all throughout his career. It hasn't really affected him that much. He's obviously risen pretty far in life, so. These kind of things, in my opinion, will not politically hurt him. It's just kind of baked into the, into the equation at this point. But objectively speaking, not a good look. Yeah, like, yeah. look, I, it's, I don't think it's going to hurt him because he's done this. But, but I'm just telling you, maybe you guys are too young. But when you start tightening a vice grip, right, pressure reveals a lot. Mm. You squeeze that tube of toothpaste and you're seeing it across the board with the Dems, with, with a, you know, these leftists. You're seeing pressure. It's just pressure. I love it. Keep pushing. <laughs> Keep the pressure like a running back just coming down the middle and just say, I dare you to stop me. This is the freight train. The Trump train is running and we're saying we're coming for you and these guys are panicking. It's just pressure, but but it's not going to hurt him. Last word? Yeah, so 
Uh, I know Ed O'Keefe. Uh, I thought that was like a, you, you could tell on his face that he was actually frightened. Can you imagine if Trump did this to a reporter? He'd be oh, charged. Mm-hmm. Like the Democrats would be calling for him to be Ladies charged and like criminal him. assault or something. Trump tells a reporter to be quiet and yeah. they tell us that it's an assault on the First Amendment. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. All right, back in a minute. It's really good point. Yeah, he physically touched the guy. Yeah, he did. I know. That's the thing, too. It's like, I. Hey, coming up in overtime, uh, speaking of Joe Biden, well, he believes that ICE should not deport drunk driving illegal aliens. Isn't that sweet? We should just let people who are in our country illegally who, I don't know, like drink and drive and kill people. We should just let them stay, make them make themselves cozy. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, Also, Greta Thunberg was back in Davos yesterday, and she's here to tell you that you are wrong about everything, mostly the environment. Uh, And Elizabeth Warren promises that half of her cabinet will be women or non-binary people, whatever that means. I don't know. We've got a lot coming up. Uh, If you have not yet subscribed, you got to go to blazetv.com. Enter promo code NEWS. You can get you $10 off of your annual subscription. Oh, by the way, we've got another uh, chalkboard coming out from Glenn soon. And uh, it's going to kind of explain why all of that Ukrainian money was withheld. It all is going to make so much sense when you see it, but you got to subscribe. BlazeTV.com. Overtime starts next. Glenn nailed this Ukraine. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at BlazeTV.com. Speaking of Joe Biden and uh, crazy, he was at a 2020 election forum with Vice News and he was asked uh, about ICE and whether or not he would deport uh, individuals who have committed felonies. He gave a kind of a weird answer and uh, wanted to make a discrepancy that he does not count drunk driving as a felony. Watch. What exact changes would you bring to ICE as an agency? I would hold ICE agents accountable if, in fact, they stepped over my executive orders, which is no arrest of anyone outside of the school. Look at the, you know, one of the things that's happening is, particularly for uh, Latino and Hispanic kids, is the incredible pressure on them in terms of their 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 sense of security they go off to school wondering whether when mom comes and picks them up is she not going to be there because an ice agent was there to arrest her or they take he she takes them to the doctor that she's going to not be there because she is quote undocumented and nice agent is going to pick them up so how do you no, change the culture you change the culture by saying you're going to get fired you're fired if, in fact, you do that. You only arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed, and I don't count drunk driving as a felony. Wow. <laughs> what a wow. weird addendum. Wow. Let's talk to yeah. all the moms who've lost their children yeah. at the hands of a drunk driver, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's absolutely insane. I also, especially as like someone who's like Hispanic, I find it incredibly demeaning, like, they always talk to us as though we're victims. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed that right there. Well, they want mm-hmm. you to believe that Absolutely. you're a victim. Yeah. And I think what this clip just what actually showed is that, so Joe Biden actually, I think he had the right position on this issue earlier in the campaign. But then he, he started getting pressures from all these like these left-wing activist mm-hmm. groups. And what it shows is that Joe Biden as president is not someone who's going to stand up to the communist wing of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big reason why I... You know, I he's very influenceable. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's in, incredibly easy to influence. Mm-hmm. Also, who the hell is he to decide which laws we do or we don't enforce, 
right? Uh, drunk driving is a is is a is a crime in all 50 states. Josh can probably talk talk more about that. So you have to enforce the law. Mm-hmm. If 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 you have a deportation order on someone and they commit a felony, of course you have to execute it. Yeah, Josh. So a lot to unpack there. Um, from a legal perspective, going back until the founding of this country, it, it, it really on an un, uninterrupted stream of Supreme Court decisions up until the past 15, 20 years, maybe, it has always been the case that the Congress and the president can decide to deport an alien at any time for any reason whatsoever. You're actually not even entitled to, to due process, frankly. It, it is a pure political decision. It's called the plenary power doctrine in, mm-hmm. in immigration law. It is mind-boggling and baffling to me that with that kind of discretion that the Congress and the president have always had, that you wouldn't just right off the bat deport people who are committing crimes and killing people via drunk driving. And drunk driving is a huge scourge. You know, my friend Daniel Horowitz, who works here at Blaze Media, has actually written prolifically on this issue. And I don't have I don't have the stats memorized, but he has shown he's actually cited statistics to show that drunk driving is actually an idiosyncratic problem in a lot of the Guatemalan, Honduran cultures that were that are coming here illegally. Uh, I, I I guess a higher percentage of people in those countries, more so than the rest of the world, think that it's socially acceptable to drive while under the influence. So this problem is actually only getting worse. Um, and to hear a would-be commander-in-chief speak so off the cuff like this, is it's very harrowing. I mean, it should, it should scare us, frankly. Yeah. But if you listen to the way he's speaking, he's attacking our law enforcement. Yes. It's a commander-in-chief that, that is placating. He's threatening to, to fire them. Threatening to attack law enforcement versus, hey, we need law and order in this country. I'm going to stand by my men and women in blue who sacrifice their life every day, right? Every day. Every situation, ICE goes in and we work with ICE sex traffic. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I salute these guys, these men and women. They're champions, right? And so this, it's the way he's posturing himself saying, I'm going to be the commander in chief that's going to placate to anybody. I'm so influenceable. And oh, by the way, I don't, I don't respect our law enforcement or our laws, right? I was sitting on the stage last week with, uh, you know, with Jerry Falwell Jr. at the Falkirk Center at Liberty, and he said, we're going to have civil disobedience. Watch. In, in Virginia. And then, and then the march happens. And then you got this police officer saying, we will not enforce yes. that bill. It's unconstitutional, right? Mm-hmm. You got general population saying, wait a minute. You can't say that as a potential commander-in-chief. There's no way that's going to fly with a mom who has to send her children to school. And by the way, if you're worried if your mom's going to pick you up because she's illegal, you should be worried. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, and that was what I was going to point out as well, is, you know, that's what we see so often from the left is just this emotional, uh, you know, manipulation that, well, it's our job to protect these children from the crimes that their parents committed by entering this country illegally. And Giancarlo, yeah. please, you know, you well... We are the uh, the POCs here, yes, I guess you could yes, say. Yes. <laughs> um, I but, might be the widest person on the stage, but yes. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's like I hear that and I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, that's a slap in the face to everyone, you included, Yaku, everyone who has immigrated here legally yeah. and yep. done it the right way. Of it course. is not the government's job to protect the people because their parents messed up. I mean, at what point do you make someone take responsibility for their wrongdoing? Yeah, no, I, but what we're seeing here is so under the Obama administration, my, my understanding is that uh, President Obama apparently deported a, a, a ton of people and the mm-hmm. immigration activist groups yes. don't like that. Yeah. So they've been tr- trying to turn up the pressure on Joe Biden now for like the past year. Um, so this is him re- reacting to that. And I think you're absolutely right. If you're in this country, we'd welcome you, right? You're, you're in this country, you came here legally, fantastic. There's a nice big, as President Trump would say, there's a big, beautiful open door for yes. you. 
right? But we have people, honestly, like like my mother-in-law. We'd, we'd love to for her to, to, to come to visit the U.S. I can't bring her over, and I'm not going to like try to sneak her across the border or anything mm-hmm. like that. So we have to like do it in a way that's legal. And it's not fair for people like her who are waiting in line Absolutely. To, for, for people to, who, who enter the country illegally to get any kind of preferential treatment, especially uh, to, to circumvent laws pertaining to drunk driving. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll say. Greta. President Trump uh, responded Wednesday <clears throat> to a uh, speech from our good friend, Greta Thunberg. Uh, she went up at the Davos. It was an economic forum. She went up. She did what she does best, which is stand up on a stage and point her finger at a bunch of world leaders and tell them that she, the 17-year-old, knows better than all of them. Here's what she had to say. The facts are clear, but they are still too uncomfortable for you to address. You just leave it because you just think it's too depressing and people will give up. But people will not give up. You are the ones who are giving up. I wonder, what will you tell your children was the reason to fail and leave them facing a climate chaos that you knowingly brought upon them? That it seems so bad for the economy that we decided to resign the idea of securing future living conditions without even trying? Our house is still on fire. Your inaction is fueling the flames by the hour. And we are telling you to act as if you loved your children above all else. I mean, I don't need some kid telling me that I don't already love my children above all else. Uh, But there was another part that, that wasn't pictured here where she said, we don't need action in 2050 or 2030 or 2021. We need action right now. Uh, And she said, you know, unlike your generation, we are not going to stop and we are going to make sure that it gets done. Uh, You know, so everyone else is apparently lazy for not buying into all of the climate alarmist nonsense, dare I say nonsense, that she spews. Um, I want to get all of your takes on this, but let's go ahead and listen to President Trump's response to uh, Greta's speech. Uh, I think that some people are, they put it at a level that is, you know, unrealistic uh, to a point you can't live your lives. We want to have the cleanest water on earth. We want to have the cleanest air on earth. Our numbers, as you saw, we had record numbers come out very recently. Our numbers are very, very good. Our environmental numbers, our water numbers, our our numbers on air are tremendous. Uh, We have to do something about other continents. We have to do something about other countries. Uh, when we're clean and beautiful and everything's good, but you have another continent where the fumes are rising at levels that you can't believe. I mean, I think Greta ought to focus on those places, but we are doing better right now than we've ever done in terms of cleanliness, in terms of numbers. Uh, We have a beautiful ocean called the Pacific Ocean where thousands and thousands of tons of garbage flows toward us. And that's put there by other countries. So I think Greta has to start working on those other countries. We have the best air, the yeah. big, beautiful oceans that yes. we have. Yes. He's absolutely right, though. Like, first, like, poor Greta, she's like 16 years old or something. She should be in school. She should be in school, and yeah. what her parents are doing is abusive uh, her parents and are exploiting, exploiting her. Oh, yeah. How is she speaking to the World Economic Forum? 
Josh, if I knew no. the answer to that question. <laughs> no, I mean, this, well, is a con- I, uh, it, this is a conference that, that is covered by like CNBC, the Wall Street yeah, Journal, know. the Financial Times. I mean, we should get like Ben Bernanke, like someone like the world's leading economist should be speaking yeah, yeah. there about like how to solve the world's economic problems, not this little teenage girl from Scandinavia. It's or like an actual climate scientist. Yeah, look, 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 Sarah. Well, no actual climate scientist will go there and put his career on the line and spew this stuff and bet all on black because he's a fully formed whole brain individual. Greta is not yet. She's a child. Physically, all the lobes in her brain's not formed. She cannot mm-hmm. project consequence. Mm-hmm. She is a victim, 100% being exploited. This is child abuse at the most epic proportions. Mm-hmm. We fight sex trafficking, manipulation, child abuse. She's 16. She's the prime suspect. That's why she's there. That's why it's not some great economist or environmentalist, because none of them would go up and go, the world is falling, chicken little. It's happening tomorrow. We're all going to die. None of them would do it because they know the sun's going to come up and people are going to breathe. Greta can't comprehend what she's doing. Now, I'm not saying she's completely innocent, but she's being exploited 100 percent also been reliably informed by AOC that we're all going to die in 10 years anyway. So I, I, which is point? very confusing yeah, so. because they said 12 years and it's not been two years yeah. since they said the 12. So I want to know where my two years went. It'll be seven so. tomorrow. Right. How, do, how does that math work out? I mean, it's interesting, Josh, because, you know, and I did a, a video on this yesterday um, that you can find at Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on YouTube. Yes, go there and subscribe. Um, I did a video on this and, you know, I did the research for it. And because um, I actually research before I spew. Um, and, you know, you look at how far back it goes that the climate alarmists were telling us there was going to be mass starvation and then there was going to be mass extinction and then there was going to be an ice age. And then, I mean, it's like we have been told this since, what, the 60s that impending doom is upon us if we don't do X, Y, Z for the climate. We seem to be living through it every single time. Yeah, I mean, Time Magazine had that very famous cover in like 1977 or 78. I'm not sure what the exact year is, but... It was a very alarmist cover, and they had like an ice sheet, and it was like telling us that we were going to go back to the ice ages. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the hot trend of the time was global cooling. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of. Actually, it kind of reminds me of how, in a sense, we got Trump because for decades the left would just call any Republican like a Nazi, whatever. And eventually, the Republicans just in 2016 primary election, they literally did not care no matter what you said yeah, about exactly. this guy. They yeah. just went with it. Yeah. Yeah. And the left again, like they cry wolf. That they do this over and over again. They have a very bad habit of it, no matter what the context is. That's kind of what we're seeing here. Just real quick on the on the prior segment, though. I, I want to emphasize how correct Trump is when he's talking about how the global warming problem is really not America's yes. problem. Yes. Yes. India and China Absolutely. combined are the overwhelming yes. problem on this issue. So he's completely right about that. And, yeah. and if someone doesn't want to admit it or at least address their remarks to those specific uh, countries and continents, what, you have no credibility yeah. being on this stage. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely of none. Of course not. Yeah, yeah no, right. I mean, look, I'm from Miami. I'm like the first, I'm like the last person who wants sea levels to rise, right? Because then my mom's house would be ruined. So uh, this obviously to me is like a very important issue. But what we're seeing here from the left is that they're taking a serious issue, which I think, you know, th- th- there's a lot of really fascinating research that's, that, that, that's gone into it. And they're oversimplifying it and selling us stupid sound bites mm-hmm. and telling us and, and, and they're trying to get us in a hyper emotional state. Because when you when you get someone in a very emotional state, it's easy to, to, to get them to make very bad decisions, yes. which is how you 
people vote for Democrats. Look, look, there's not a, maybe not a single, okay, but there's very few Americans today that will say we should not be good stewards of the planet. We should. Right. They, Nobody uh, wants the planet on, to. We are socially responsible, maybe right. better than anybody else in this country for our size, yeah. our GDP. We're doing pretty darn well, okay? Let's, let's go look a little east, okay? Let's go talk to China and some of the guys that just flippantly say, we don't care, right? Our president is 100% right. I stand with you on it. I stand with you. Yes, it is an issue that we need to pay attention to. We want your mom's house safe. Okay. <laughs> we absolutely do. But context. Yeah. Within context, okay? Not Greta and here we go and now mm-hmm. people in their ear and the speech writer and it's really aimed at America, you know? I actually think the president handled that response really really well yes yeah. i agree it was great. totally agree uh all right really quickly because i know i promised it elizabeth warren has promised to appoint women or non-binary people to at least half of the top positions in the executive branch if she wins the presidency she said our government officials can best serve the american public when they reflect the diversity of the country itself uh and the federal government does a dismal job on diverse diversity and inclusion she also said she would be aggressive in rooting out corruption from the trump era promising to create a special justice department task force to investigate violations by trump administration officials of federal bribery laws insider trading laws and other anti-corruption and public integrity laws and give that task force independent authority to pursue any substantiated criminal and civil violations um So what could possibly go wrong, Josh, when we are (laughs) promising that we will only, only care about people's gender when appointing them to like really high positions that matter in this country? Sarah, I'm still trying to figure out what the term non-binary is. I was hoping someone here would remember because I I can't keep them all straight. There obviously is such thing as intersex individuals, hermaphrodites, who have Mm -hmm. sex organs of both male and female. But beyond that, I'm... Very low. Very ultra. Yes. Extraordinarily rare. anomaly. Yeah, of course. It's a genetic anomaly. Aside from that, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly the term gender binary entails. But you know, more generally, the whole leftist approach to identity politics and political correctness and multiculturalism, I kind of use all those terms synonymously in this context, it just goes against the entirety of what this country is supposed to stand for. It literally goes against the, the Jeffersonian language and the Declaration of Independence itself. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. Well, America a, is in America. What is a man? Yeah, <laughs> America is a meritocracy. Oh, I can I can prove to you very quickly what. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not having this conversation. I mean, yeah. no more, no more of this craziness. Okay, two genders. Period. End the story. Go live your life the way you want to live it. But let's not entertain crazy anymore. Are we going to start looking like like Joe? You know, come on. I mean, Absolutely. well, it really quickly to to Josh's point. We just had Martin Luther King Day yeah. on Monday. Yeah. What did he say? I have a dream that one day people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, or some sort of physical attribute. We've switched the entire opposite way. They pull the skin card all the time. Now we're supposed to judge people solely, exclusively on some sort of physical attribute that they have and not on the content of their character. It's also just absolutely insane. Do you know what percentage of the population is non-binary? Uh, no, like, I, I just looked up what yeah. non-binary means. The tail's wagging the dog. It's, I mean, yeah. it's zero point two percent of the population oh, wow. identifies as non-binary. Oh, well, good luck finding uh, yes, that many yes, people. Yes, so, 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 like, all two of them are going to be on her cabinet, apparently. Which is why I want to, yeah, point that first wow. part of that that statement you just read. Mm-hmm. If you read it again and you take that to any conservative household, they will go, 
Oh, heck no. Yeah. Or any I'm going to run. Yeah. This is Trump yes. all the way. That's actually a yes. beautiful ad campaign for Trump. She's, she's running on that. This is what I'm going to do. You go, to the 0.2%? What? Mm-hmm. Her campaign's failing because she's running like this intersectional campaign that like, not even most Democrats buy into. So she, she tried to do this whole thing also with like her Hispanic outreach by calling Hispanics Latinx, which sounds like a Dominican porn site. So which it appealed to absolutely no one. So she's been doing this her entire campaign. And maybe she maybe she should like stop and realize that this is why she's now like in fourth place. Mm, I don't think she will. Uh, yesterday's poll question. Are you planning on watching the impeachment trial? Eighty one percent of you uh, are. Yeah, you actually love yourself. You care about yourselves enough to not subject yourself to it. Nineteen percent of you. Apparently you there's some like self-hate, self-loathing going on there. You said, yes, you are planning on watching it. We only watch it because we have to because it's our jobs. What's your excuse? Uh, today's poll. Which 2020 Democrat would be the easiest for President Trump to beat in the general election? Here we go. I'm going to ask you guys. You ready? Which 2020 Democrat would be the easiest for President Trump to beat in the general? Sanders, Biden, Warren or Amy Klobuchar? Josh. I think Warren. She's just so unlikable. Yeah. What do you think, Yaku? Biden's easy to beat. Oh, all right. Yeah, I agree uh-huh. with Josh Warren. Warren, Biden, Warren. What say you? You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. That is at the Blaze. Cast your vote now. I think I'm going to go Biden. Yeah, I'm going to go Biden. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for leveling up with me there. You were kind to me. The Biden thing. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.